Welcome to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, the show that helps you find freedom from anxiety, overthinking, worry, and stress. I'm Siobhan Friel, a fellow human being, transformational coach, and your new friend. Come and hang out with me as we explore a whole new understanding of the human experience so you can enjoy life with more peace and ease. Hello, welcome back to the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast. It's episode 23 and today we're talking about imposter syndrome. (laughs) I called the episode... Do you have imposter syndrome or are you actually shit (laughs) in a very tongue-in-cheek way? Because guess what? You are neither. Both of those options are null and void. No matter who you are, no matter your achievements and skills or competencies or lack thereof. This episode is dedicated to some wonderful young women I did some cool stuff with recently. It was my first time working with teens in this context and it was remarkable to notice the sheer veracity of their wisdom, but that their education system, hopefully innocently, covers this up with the focus on our intellect. Anyway, I shall not get into all of that right now, but if you have a teen, do listen to them. I learned a lot from those young people. Imposter syndrome came up in our session and it comes up a lot in conversation with adults too. So let's talk about it. Today, we're going to go under the label of imposter syndrome to see what's actually going on. What is it? Where does it come from? How does it relate to anxiety and overthinking? And how can we see through this thing and have a nicer and more peaceful experience of life? And I'll try and do all of this in about 25 minutes or less so that you can get on with your day. Okay, ready? Let's go. (laughs) So it seems to me that you only need two things to have imposter syndrome. One of them is to give even half a fuck some of the time about what you're doing in the world. And two, you need to have a human brain. But what is imposter syndrome according to the current zeitgeist? Well, my friend the internet says that imposter syndrome is the persistent inability to believe that one's success is deserved or has been legitimately achieved as a result of one's own efforts or skills. Then the example of using the word or the phrase imposter syndrome in a sentence was... People suffering from imposter syndrome may be at increased risk of anxiety. Rah! Ugh, that doesn't even make sense. And we'll come on to why in a bit. Another definition. Imposter syndrome is persistent feelings of self-doubt, insecurity and worries about performance at work, school or life, despite education, experience and accomplishments. This is a great example of the outside-in misunderstanding of where our feelings come from, which is causing great peril in the world. Peril. You don't hear a lot of the word peril these days, do we? Rooted in the definition of imposter syndrome, persistent feelings of self-doubt, insecurity and worries despite education, experience and accomplishments, is the pervasive misconception that our feelings are caused by the outside world. The definition of imposter syndrome, 
persistent feelings of self-doubt, insecurity and worries despite education, experience and accomplishments is telling us that self-doubt, insecurity and worries only come from not having education, experience and accomplishments in this context. Said another way, the definition is kind of saying that education, experience and accomplishments should not cause feelings of self-doubt, insecurity and worries. If someone has those things, education, experience and accomplishments, they should not have worry in this context. (laughs) Said in another way yet again, we're told via this definition of imposter syndrome and a bazillion other things in the world that our feelings are caused by outside things or circumstances or lack thereof, in this instance, skills and competencies. Was that confusing? (laughs) Well, yeah. (laughs) Feelings of confidence and competency and peace of mind around our performance don't come from our education, our experience and our accomplishments. They come from our thoughts. Feelings of self-doubt, insecurity and personal incompetence also come from our thoughts. Get this, (laughs) all feelings come from thoughts or rather our feelings are how our thinking feels. All feelings are the feeling of that thought in that moment. We've talked about this a ton already and I say it in every episode in one way or another and we'll look at this a bit more in a bit. Like, I bet every one of you can think of someone in your life or at work or school who has tons of confidence and plenty of self-belief and conviction in their competency and skills, but they are actually, according to you and maybe many others, shit. And if you can't think of anyone, then some may say that you can do a quick scan of the global political landscape and you won't have to look far for an example. And of course, this is strengthening the point, regardless of the example you land on, there will be plenty of other people who do think that that person is competent and skillful. Being skillful and competent are not despite what the world tells us, objective metrics. They are opinions and therefore thoughts. Said another way, what we refer to as imposter syndrome is a feeling based on thoughts. (laughs) Like fucking everything is. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so (laughs) is labelling helpful? Like, imposter syndrome, eh? (laughs) Gosh, us humans are obsessed with putting things in boxes and labelling them. This is really helpful a lot of the time to navigate the world and coordinate movements and ideas across 7.8 billion people. But when it comes to something intangible, transient and variable, such as our experience of feeling self-doubt and insecurity and worthlessness as opposed to something more uh, quantifiable, such as a big metal thing with doors, wheels and an engine and a bumper sticker being a car, it looks like this labelling does more harm than good. Like the word syndrome, as I just looked it up, 
just means a group of symptoms which consistently occur together or a condition characterised by a set of associated symptoms. But syndrome, it feels like serious, like a problem. And there's an undertone of it being bad, like if you've got a syndrome. But if a syndrome is a characteristic combination of opinions, emotions or behaviours, why do we not have breakfast syndrome <laughs> characterised by a person who often or always feels hunger in the morning and then often exhibits the behaviour of eating something? Maybe we don't have breakfast syndrome as a syndrome because, as I've just described it, it seems normal, it seems expected. But the characteristics of imposter syndrome, which are, when we strip them back, feelings of insecurity, doubt, inadequacy, and all of that, they are caused by thoughts of insecurity, doubt, and inadequacy, because we're feeling our thinking, right? Stripping it back even further, we feel energy in our body, and we label it, and match it up with whatever thoughts are in our head, not that we consciously do this matching. Said another way, I'm saying that a lot today, <laughs> said another way, we feel the energy of thought and label it all. So we could call that being human syndrome if we want to syndromanize things. Syndromanize, that's a cool word, isn't it? <laughs> but then, like breakfast syndrome, if this is happening all the time, like we're feeling the energy of thought and labelling it and that's human syndrome, if this is happening all the time and that's the way it works, we're probably allowed to remove the syndrome bit of it. Therefore, feeling our thinking in the moment and labelling it according to many layers of conditioning, which we're not privy to, we don't control, we don't ask for, is simply being human. Are you with me so far? So what if the experience of imposter syndrome, just like the experience of anxiety, overwhelm, worry and stress, is just part of being human and not a thing to diagnose, pathologize, manage, change or cure? So what if you don't need to look at whether you have imposter syndrome or not? Because imposter syndrome is not even a thing. Like, how would this help you or not? Something for you to muse on. Don't just listen to what I say. Kind of hear where I'm going with this and see what you see for yourself. Okay, why are we even talking about this? It looks to me that just the notion of imposter syndrome keeps an already speedy mind sped up even more. If you're prone to anxiety and overthinking and worry and overwhelm, as in if you are prone to being a human who feels their unintentional, uninvited conditioned thinking, which is all of us, then wondering if your insecurity or self-doubt is a <laughs> syndrome to be managed or cured or whether you're actually genuinely shit and incompetent Thinking about all of that is going to cause more overthinking. 
have I got imposter syndrome? We'll wonder. I do have the signs according to the internet. I do feel insecure about my achievements and it does seem like I've just been lucky. I do feel like I'm just winging it and I'll be found out at any moment. But I actually am shit at my job though. I actually can't do it. I can name a zillion times where I've made a mistake. People with imposter syndrome just think they are shit, but I actually am shit. Although the internet does say that me even thinking that means I may have it. I'm confused. Then if I do have it, apparently it will affect my career through a lack of confidence in opportunities and, 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 and. Can you see how this internal cognitive conflict will keep a speedy mind ultra speedy? All of this is extra thought, trying to figure out how to feel better by using the thing which is preventing this, more thought. Our peace, ease, calm, clarity and well-being is just under all of that thought. Even having this made-up thing called imposter syndrome means our choices are either having this syndrome (laughs) and then having to manage that and seeing all the studies and articles about how imposter syndrome affects your career and all of that well-intentioned but completely misleading advice or identifying that you don't have it because actually you are utter rubbish and that leads to a whole other discussion about how you'll need to improve yourself, yada yada. There are no winners in a world where we see imposter syndrome as a natural thing. So what if we all stop trying to figure out whether we have imposter syndrome or if we are too much of a real imposter to have imposter syndrome or which syndrome do we have or what else is generally wrong with us? Forget all that and come to see those shit feelings of inadequacy and the others as an alert that you are taking your thinking way too seriously. Who's still with me? I feel like I'm a bit ranty today. Okay, let's take a look at imposter syndrome very simply. First, let's do that by neutralising the feeling of that and taking the word syndrome out. Uh, So let's make up a new word for this feeling. Let's call it imposterish or impostery. Hmm. If this was live, I could ask you to vote, but it's not, so I will have to decide. Um, okay, let's go for imposterish. Impostery sounds a bit like an artisan coffee brewer or roastery or something. If anyone's looking for hipster sounding names for their new coffee venture, you can have that one if you like. Okay, so we just made up that imposterish is a feeling of insecurity, doubt, inadequacy, and whatever else it means to you. Gosh, I'm really seeing how it's all words and labels, isn't it? Can you see that? Then here I am trying to explore something with you, our human experience, that's beyond words and labels with the only tool I have, which is words and therefore labels. (laughs) So that said, don't hang on the specifics of what I'm saying. Inadequacy, doubt, insecurity, imposterish, confidence, whatever. Just get a feel for where we're looking toward. We all experience energy in our body, the sensation that we call feelings. And we instantly, unconsciously and automatically label those. That's okay. That's not bad. 
that's just what it is to be a human being. But we're looking at how the judgment, analysis, management and attempted control of all that, which are all more words as in labels for thought, is keeping us stirred up and busy minded and how we don't need to do any of that management stuff. So back to imposterish, like any other feeling, it's thought in the moment and not a thing to be solved. By the way, if this is your first episode of the Inner Peace and Other Cool Shit podcast, you're going to be like, what, 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 what? <laughs> and that's okay. Maybe go back and listen to some of the early ones. And hi, by the way. Like any other feeling, it's giving us feedback on the quality of our thought in that moment. Like any other feeling, it's giving us feedback on the trustworthiness of our thought in the moment. Like any other feeling, it's letting us know if we're seeing with clarity in this moment. Like any other feeling, it's letting us know the degree to which we are taking seriously the ephemeral, infinitely variable, inherently impersonal, ever-changing thoughts that gallop through our mind with vacillating intensity until we die. <laughs> when we can come to see imposterish as not a thing that we have or don't have, it's just feedback. It's just feedback on where our thinking is at. Then there's nothing to do except see that and at some point come to trust it. You don't need to diagnose yourself or manage your feelings or try and cure your feeling or change the outside world or change yourself because imposterish, like anxiety, worry, stress, sadness and every other shade of the human experience, it's all your real-time responsive guide to the quality and trustworthiness of your thinking. I keep saying made up thing or just a feeling. So if you're hearing this episode as dismissive to that horrid feeling of imposterish, then that is not my intention. The experience of feeling imposterish is very real and not nice. What I'm looking to explore with you here is that looking at imposter syndrome as a thing you may or may not have and then trying to manage that may not be as helpful and freeing as seeing that the feeling of imposterish is just like any other shitty feeling caused by a lot of shitty thinking, mostly informed by conditioning you had no say in, but taken seriously in the moment. The feeling of imposterish is asking you to turn away, turn away from the content of your thoughts. I'm not good enough, that success I had was a fluke, I'll be found out at any moment, I'm a fraud, I'm barely holding it together. Those are mistrustful thoughts that the feeling of imposterish is alerting you to. Imposterish feeling is saying, hey human, wow, we've got some real shit flying through your mind right now. I'm here as a feeling that we now call imposterish that we just made up to let you know that you don't need to engage with those thoughts. I've got your back. Now let your mind quiet as best you can because that's what it wants to do. Okay, bye. Then, and here's the really cool bit. 
if there is something to do in the outside world (laughs) about any of this stuff, it will occur to you with a sense of obviousness, a sense of ease, a ping of common sense. Like maybe you do want to talk to your manager or your teacher about having regular feedback, for example. You don't have to figure this out. I talk about this a little more in the previous episode, number 22, about stuff occurring to us when we are more settled and how to get there, even though it's not you getting there, your mind will get you there on its own. When your mind is not revved up with tons of thinking about how you are either genuinely rubbish or you have this syndrome (laughs) which may hurt your career and all the associated thoughts which rub against each other and ignite into a mind fire of frenzied overthinking, there's space for your natural common sense, your wisdom, your intuition, your inner knowing, whatever word resonates with you that will come through to guide you and maybe it is asking for something from someone. Okay, how's Anxious Alice? Hey Alice, do you ever feel imposterish? Anxious Alice tells us that she's been listening and she recognises that she feels imposterish when it comes to parenting. Is this a thing, she asks, or is it just related to work and school? Alice, it is definitely a thing. Like, we can feel imposterish over anything because it's all just feeling our thinking, remember? Now, as I say that to Alice, I see once again that it seems that I'm being dismissive of this horrid feeling. Please hear me when I say that that's not what I mean at all. We feel our thinking and it fucking sucks sometimes. Back to Alice. Anxious Alice sees that she genuinely thought that she wasn't a good enough parent despite her children being sufficiently nice little humans. But what she's hearing in this episode is that she doesn't need to focus on the perceived link between feeling imposterish and her competency or otherwise as a mother, because there isn't one. So imposterish is just a feeling like when I feel anxiety and it looks like it's because of work or driving or a social thing, but it's just speedy thinking. Is that what you're saying? Alice asks me. Hmm. Well, I guess I am saying that, Alice. You neat little paraphraser, you. Okay, let's see what we've got. Imposter syndrome is not a thing you have. It's a feeling created by thought in the moment. Labelling and diagnosing is not necessarily helpful because then we tend to link ourselves to the diagnosis and rate our perceived progress or management from inside that limitation. Feeling imposterish is no different to any other feeling that you don't want. It's an invitation to stop and notice that you're caught up in shitty thoughts because the shitty feeling is there to tell you that. The shitty feeling of imposterish is your alert to let you know that you're taking your thinking way too seriously. The shitty feeling of imposterish is not giving you feedback on your skills, your accomplishments, your worth, your competencies or your failures or any of that. Our feelings are not there to be changed or managed or diagnosed or controlled. They are our friends. They are our friendly alerts letting us know that we have a speedy mind full of erroneous thought. Your mind will settle 
and it will settle far more easily when you can see the feeling as the simple feedback mechanism that they are rather than a call to action in life. Okay, there's nothing for you to solve or fix here. Don't even think too much about what you've heard me say today. Just kind of let it pour over you and see what you see for yourself about how the feeling of imposterish moves and changes despite nothing changing in regards to your degree. (laughs) If you're really struggling with this stuff, I get it hard. you're very welcome to contact me. The links to my website and Instagram are in the notes. Okay, let's call it a day. Thank you for hanging out with me again and see you next time. Oh, guess what? Where we have an awesome guest joining us. So I hope you can come. Okay, bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is the part where I ask you to share, review and subscribe to the show. So if you go and do that, I would absolutely love it. If you have thoughts or questions or insights about this episode or anything really, come and share them with me on Instagram at Siobhan Freel or visit me at SiobhanFreel.com. See you next time.